Good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Good to be back. Let's just jump right in. We're here in Hebrews 11. We call Hebrews 11 the Hall of Faith. And the word faith is mentioned around 26 times in this chapter. Verse 1 gives us the meaning of faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. When I was much younger, I thought faith in God was like this blind trust. No, biblical faith is not a blind trust. It's not wishful thinking. Faith rests on the person and character of God. So faith is a confidence in the eternal God who is all-powerful and trustworthy, who had revealed himself in Jesus. And God's promises have proven true throughout history. And it's spoken of in testimonies of those who had gone before us. So faith is a confidence that something in the future promised by God will actually happen because it is God who promised it. I was really struck by verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was created. So I guess it's faith is always one of those confusing things that we think of like heroic acts or mustering up some kind of internal emotion. But I was struck that it is fundamentally a belief in the existence of God of the universe. As Genesis 1-1 says in the beginning, God. So it is a understanding that in the beginning of all of this, of the whole universe, is that God is the creator. And we all know that there is reasonable understanding for the existence of God. And so I was struck that that is the beginning of faith. It is God. It is a belief that what I see in this world is not the beginning, but it is these words. It is a God from the Bible that reveals who he is. And that's how I can begin to grow in a relationship with God. It's fundamentally starting with who God is and who created all this. So in this chapter, I see that faith is not simply a trust in God, but through the examples in this chapter, we see that faith manifests itself in action. So in verse 4, there's Abel offered to God. In verse 7, Noah constructed an ark. Verse 8 and 9, Abraham went out. Uh, Verse 20, Isaac invoked future blessings. Verse 21, Jacob blessed each of his sons. Verse 22, Joseph gave directions concerning his bones. Verse 25, Moses choosing left Egypt. Verse 29, people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. Verse 30, encircling for seven days. Verse 31, Rahab had given a friendly welcome and so on. These were some portraits or examples of faith shown through some action and response to their trust in God. So living by faith includes both the internal conviction of a trust in God that also leads to a clear external action. So in verse 6, it says, without this faith, without this trust or belief in God, it is impossible to please Him. So fundamentally, it is a relationship with God. So drawing near must believe He exists and rewards those who seek. So yeah, just continuing the existence of who God is being central to this whole chapter really struck me. It's a basic unwavering commitment to a huge reality that this world is just not it, but God is real. It's not just the houses, uh, the things of this world. And it's also not like everything in the world is just horrible. It's just very transient. It's not all that there is. It's not my main reality. So realized again that faith is holding on to a person of who God is. It's holding on to a promise, to vows and oaths and to these words. So as I think about our focus retreat we just had and think about the youth that we're trying to pray for our minister to who are so bombarded by the tangible and are immature, I realized that what it takes to develop faith is time in these words in God's word so that you can get to know the person of Jesus, God's holiness, his character, his truths through obedience, times in nature, just a thoughtfulness that despite seeing all the constant images of media, that we have a soul, that God is real, he is the creator of all this. There are things that are real that you cannot see. And yeah, I just realized we need to cultivate that more and mm. more.
So one aspect of a person of faith is also shown in verse 10, 13, 14, and 16. So this person is looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Verse 13, having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. And verse 16, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. As many of the college staff are looking to move to Berkeley to be ready for post-COVID ministry in the fall, some of the guys and I were looking on Zillow for the large, nice ministry home. And there's homes out there that are super nice. Living in the U.S., the Bay Area, by far, I think we live in the most beautiful place in the world. No exaggeration, right? The American dream and my dream has not necessarily to be rich, but to humbly have a comfortable life in my nice single family home with a Porsche in my garage and all you can eat Big Macs. That was my dream in high school. And there's nothing wrong with that dream in itself, except that it's puny. It's puny. It's ignorant of reality. And faith is to live in the reality that life is short, death is certain, eternity is long. And these people of faith knew that they were strangers and exiles here and passing through. They were looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. They desired a better country that is a heavenly one. And these people of faith knew that God was preparing for them a city and a home in heaven. Abraham lived that way. He obeyed God in verse 8 and went to a place that God was sending him to. A scary journey, but an exciting one of experiencing God personally in his life. This is the kind of life I pray that I can imitate, never settling for less, but by faith obeying God in all that He wants me to do. I just want to challenge all of us. Let's live like these people of faith, never settling down and knowing that this is our temporary residence, ready to obey God and to leave all, knowing that God has prepared for us a city in heaven. So just to close up in Hebrews 12 verse 1, just a lesson for me about being surrounded by heroes who I meditate on, who is my calibration and comparison matters also to grow my faith or to hinder my faith and who I surround myself with is very important. So as we think about discipling people in the secular culture, I think what we meditate on or who we compare ourselves with, it can't be the most worldly Christian out there who is so cool and Christian, but yeah, it is these heroes of faith. And the reality that we're in a race, it says the race set out for us is the reality of Christian life. It is a race of endurance. It's a marathon. It's not a short sprint. So growing in a faith that is invisible, um, it happens through God's word, surrounding ourselves properly with the right people. It will help us endure. And yeah, I was just reminded of the importance of testimonies of others, of missionaries like Mike and Cindy, modern heroes, biblical heroes, current servants around us, one another to inspire each other. We have to keep calibrating ourselves to run this race. So was encouraged by that. All right, that's it. I'll see you guys later.